Hello. Episode three. Episode three. Welcome back. Coconut yogurt. What are we talking about today? Yeah, we're going to be talking about wellness. Wellness. What does wellness mean? Or what does wellness make you think of? I think, well, I think a lot of people, they really kind of confuse wellness with a lot of other things, like maybe, you know, spirituality or meditation or just like yoga, anything that's kind Mm -hmm. of wooey, right? Yeah. So I think wellness definitely does have that stigma to it but Mm -hmm. i think that's just a small part of wellness it can Mm -hmm. be a tool to wellness right Mm -hmm. um and yeah i think maybe everyone kind of has their own definition of wellness or it's really just interpreted differently yeah i feel like it doesn't have like a like a very specific definition in terms of like a certain plan or a certain diet or a certain lifestyle it's very different for everybody yeah. Um, but there are a lot of, like, buzzwords that kind of come up when you think of wellness. If you've even, like, heard of wellness or are interested in the space at all. But, um, yeah, we wanted to talk a little bit about, like, our personal definition, definitions of wellness. Maybe how we got into it and why it's, like, important for us. And maybe expand about, expand upon how it's being more, like, more known in popular media and yeah, the corporate space. Because yeah. it is, like, a big trend right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. So when you look up wellness, like basically what you'll find, I mean, yeah, like I went to Google Images, right? Because whenever I want to learn about something, I just go to Google <laughs> Images. I guess that means I'm a visual, visual learner. learner. Yes. But anyways, yeah, they show us like a diagram with eight little sections, eight circles. And these circles are basically titled emotional, spiritual, physical, financial, intellectual, environmental, and occupational and social. So I think, you know, Overall, wellness was supposed to be the ability to balance all these aspects and, you know, just putting equal time into those things or those aspects of your life, Mm -hmm. right? But, yeah, I think personally for me, I see wellness as really taking a long-term approach to taking care of my own mental health, Mm -hmm. but, you know, really all these aspects of life so that I can sustain my happiness and my energy for a longer amount of time, basically avoiding burnout. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that is rooted in self-awareness mm-hmm. but yeah also the education of how to take care of yourself which mm-hmm. again is different for everybody yeah so what kind of like habits or what kind of like practices do you think you kind of in i don't know incorporate into your daily life or you strive to incorporate that makes you feel whole or feel like quote unquote well yeah i guess like if i were to you know add on to that definition um you know having nourishing habits that kind of reinforce areas of your life or sorry feelings that make you happy Mm -hmm. right that keep you going that make you Mm -hmm. feel passionate is another big part of wellness Mm -hmm. right so i think journaling that's something we do a lot right so it's kind of like um therapy for ourselves it's like people go to the go to a therapist maybe once every couple weeks or months and they feel like better afterwards like i guess that's kind of the equivalent of us journaling it's like we have something in our mind and we have to like address it until like, so that we don't let it become, like, a bigger thing. Yeah. yeah. And I I mean, there are so many positive benefits to journaling, yeah. right? And I think a philosophy I have in my own life is just whenever I feel stuck on a certain issue, mm-hmm. I definitely journal first before I go and, like, to anybody else. Because, yeah. oh, okay. you know, I think it's important to yeah, build that relationship true. with yourself, yeah. right? You're, you're getting to know your own mm-hmm. voice better, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, developing your intuition whatever yeah right? so and then not have like a biased view from somebody else or rely on like external things to kind of decide or 
I don't know, solve your problems for you. It's like mm-hmm. all the solutions you have yourself, like inside, like you know, you should know, you do know, like you have like the power to kind of absolve those kinds of um, issues in your life. But it's just a matter of yes, bringing that out. Yeah. Another definition, <laughs> another. Or sorry, another add-on is yes, oiling the machine. Right, you're oiling the machine yourself. Right, right? it's gonna, you're gonna be the person who can. Build yourself yeah. up the best, right? So I think that's a very important aspect. Yeah, of I kind of think of it like when you said, like oiling the machine. It had like this kind of visual of uh, a car that's very well functioning on its own until it breaks down, maybe like being burnt out or just like not like being pumped with gas or not being taken care of generally. And you can't rely on other people to keep pushing you or anything mm-hmm. external to keep pushing you to go and drive on the highway or whatever. It has to come from within. It has to come from all the pieces of this car working together and working separately on its own so that it can help drive yeah. this car. Yeah. Maybe that's a car. A one car metaphor. <laughs> car metaphor, yes. Um, but what about you? What is your definition of wellness? Um... I think my definition of wellness is very similar to yours. I actually, I think that I always referred to this book called The Yoga of Eating, which is by Charles Eisenstein, which I recommend to literally everybody who's even slightly interested in the concept of wellness. And maybe they want to kind of quote unquote get their life together, or maybe they want to address, um, I don't know, they want to address their health, or they want to have a better diet, or they want to have a better lifestyle. They are maybe want to like live a better life in general i highly recommend this book it's not just about eating it's not just about diet it's kind of like he takes this very holistic approach about life in general and i'm gonna read some stuff some of my like i bookmarked some stuff to read and already in chapter one he talks about i think chapter one is called like the fallacy of willpower and he's basically explaining how willpower in our society is misused so frequently and the idea that oh our society kind of conditions us to use willpower in everything that we do like getting up in the morning you have to have willpower to get to work and you have to have willpower to stay on task you have have willpower to to not eat something that you crave etc so he says often we use self-discipline to tell our inner voice to shut up preferring to trust in the in the rational mind and its received beliefs this is unfortunate What if our inner appetites and urges are telling us something important? I think of the engineering student disciplining himself to study his equations when really he wants to play his guitar because he knows music is not practical. If he has enough willpower, his musical talent will remain buried for a lifetime, but he will never be a good engineer or a happy one. How much freer and happier we would feel and how much more powerful we would be if only we stopped struggling against the grain of our natural gifts and inclinations, stopped trying to be what we are not, and instead used the willpower to stay true to an exciting and joyful life purpose. Often we try to use willpower to improve ourselves, our diet, our bad habits, our selfishness, our temper. The fact is that any effort at self-improvement or change, including dietary dietary change relying mainly on willpower is destined to fail if you resolve i will make myself do it then you are fighting yourself it means that you were divided and that on some level you do not want to do it sooner or later in a moment of of weakness perhaps or in a moment of self-forgetting your true desires will express themselves as actions. The engineer's attention will wander, he will procrastinate, he will sabotage himself in a million little ways. The dieter will snack, cheat, make excuses, start again tomorrow. In a divided self, willpower is a puny thing. 
the yogic approach to eating and diet is to bring oneself into wholeness, to illuminate and repair the self-division, to stop fighting oneself. Yoga, after all, means union. So in the first chapter, he's addressing this idea that life in general is so... It's so much more than just forcing yourself to do all these little mm-hmm. things that you think you're supposed to, but you really shouldn't be. No, yeah, I think a lot of people can relate to mm-hmm. that little example. Of the engineering. Yeah, the engineering with mm-hmm. guitar, right? Like, yeah, obviously anyone from any type of place, right? But yeah. I think Asian, Asian people in yeah. general, right? Like, mm-hmm. I just think of my dad. Like, my dad's really? also an oh, engineer, yeah. and he loves his guitar mm-hmm. playing. And, like, I know he wished he started a little earlier, and mm-hmm. I think, and, you know, Asian culture, we're really encouraged to you know, focus on our studies, especially because our families, they yeah. came from other countries, and, you know, they just want us to be able to survive, mm-hmm. right? And, um, gosh, like, yeah, it's kind of sad. Yeah, it is kind of sad, but also, like, I think it's really powerful, like, I think to have this kind of mentality or, like, self-awareness that, like, mm-hmm. why are you really doing this? Are you, is this, like, a sustainable way of living, right? It's, like, um, I don't know, I'm trying to make a, a car analogy again. If you're constantly trying to force your car to do things that it doesn't want to do, it's eventually going to burn out, and it's not going to, like, it's not going to be able to keep this long-term or keep this trajectory long-term. So yeah, I think it's I think it's really interesting. Um, obviously, there are a lot of situations in which people are not, are unable to just kind of do what they want to do because mm-hmm. maybe they need to provide for a family or they're living, I don't know, they have like, their upbringing is really difficult and they need to like, you know, do things that maybe don't don't align with what um, they generally want to do. But I think that at that certain point, it would be more aligned, it would be more of an alignment because you have like this purpose, this immediate purpose that you need to solve first before you can feel like you have a choice to kind of do whatever you want. And that's a little bit like, it's kind of like more spiritual. It's a little bit more nuanced, but I think the general idea is really clear. Um, And if you ever like let yourself mentally explore that, like, mm -hmm. you know, your own interests and stuff like that, like, you know, commit 100%, like be honest about Mm -hmm. it, right? There's no point. Like it mentions, um, yeah, that little excerpt, it mentions like being divided or Mm -hmm. something, right? Yeah, like I can just imagine all the times in my life where I think about the things I like, but it's kind of half-assed because like Mm -hmm. I know that I still want to be responsible and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, he actually like, so this whole idea of like the yoga of eating or the yoga in general in your life, I feel like that is really connected with wellness. He, He says that, this is another quote from the from the book. Um, he says, "For the body is not the house of the spirit; it is the spirit taken physical form. If body and soul are not separate, then to heal the body at the deepest level is a work of the soul, and to listen to and learn from the body is to become closer to oneself." So that's why I think like journaling is so powerful, right? It's mm-hmm. like your ability to be really introspective and really understand. And, like, listen to your body, listen to, like, the thoughts that you're having in your mind instead of just kind of, like, free-flowing and just kind of living very blindly and living really unconsciously. To, like, understand yourself, the kinds of traumas of traumas and, like, um, problems of your soul, I feel like once you are able to absolve all of that, everything else, I don't know, everything else in your body is just, ma- like, it just manifests naturally, you know? Like, you always see people who are, like, really, really put together, and you wonder, like, oh my god, how are they able to balance all of this, and blah, 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 when really, like, those people are actually the people who have, who, who understand that you have to first solve 
the deep-rooted problems, and then everything else follows. It's like, it should be effortless. It shouldn't be, like, stressful. Yeah, I think in a perfect world, a lot of the people um, who seem put together have those issues mm-hmm. resolved, but also some there of the are people, a lot of people who are who... so brushed up, like, yeah. they're the ones who have the most issues, right? That's and true. Just, they've just been able to adapt and kind mm-hmm. of present themselves, like, the way that they wanted to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that, like, um, like those type of people who kind of... I think that's a majority of people. Of what do you mean? Like people who I, look like they're put together, but they're not. Yes, because oh. I don't. I think a lot of that, people, yeah, I agree. they don't. It's it's probably the hardest thing to that's write. That's true. To, that's true. I think issues with yourself mm-hmm. and your family are the hardest to mm-hmm. explore. Right? Yeah, you, I agree. you care about them so much, and it's so vulnerable, mm-hmm. right? And but you can gosh. sense the difference, though. That's like one thing. Like uh, the whole like yeah, like authenticity yeah, is yeah. just very. It's very like noticeable. Like you can kind of like. If somebody has like a really tangible energy, you can feel it. And you can feel it also when somebody who looks put together is really stressed out and it just feels like a bunch of band-aids are slapped together. She's like, try- she or he, sorry. She or he are, is like trying to like maintain this perfect diet and perfect like relationship and perfect everything. But like, honestly, if you were to really be um, like intuitive about it, I think you could, it's authenticity attracts authenticity, you know? Honestly, I feel like I have no reference, or I feel like I don't know anybody who has that kind of energy. Yeah. Well, who I is mean, like you know, so like eighty percent solved inside, right? Mm, right. And also has the uh, kind of style to match that, or kind mm, of like the presence to match that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like there are creators that I follow a lot, like Umi or Hitomi. Like mm. they are, I feel like they are. They're not perfect, obviously, and I'm not gonna pretend like I know their lives or. You know what's going on but for the most part i feel like the kind of energy they exude in their art their their like umi's music or like their videos it just seems it seems really real and like not to yeah. say that like i mean like obviously we don't know we don't know what's going on but um and it's youtube it is youtube yeah and um it's just like a slice of life but the kind of messages that they portray and the kind of things that they talk about in the stuff they make is just it seems it's not like um the the normal YouTuber like hey guys what's up you know mm-hmm. trying to like have this perfect life. But I think they do a really good job on influencing mm-hmm. people to be a little bit more like that, like introspective in general. And yeah, promoting habits that would allow you to kind of grow into somebody like mm-hmm. that, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, but um like the other points about uh like the different parts of like like wellness yeah there's like spirituality diet whatever like there's a lot of like this external stuff like other practices that are associated with wellness yes which may distract from the idea itself right yeah yeah because there's like a core concept yeah but i think it's just kind of like there's just so many tools and so many resources or you know concepts that would enhance Mm -hmm. the idea of wellness Mm -hmm. yeah and then like in in the yoga of eating they also talk about um how like like you know i'm sure like everybody kind of goes through this but like when you try to, when you're constantly thinking about food or you want to, like, snack all the time or maybe, mm-hmm. like, like, there are a lot of, like, um, eating disorders that actually stem from an inner, like, maybe, like, a self-consciousness or just, like, a bigger problem in general yeah. and how, like, diet is just a reflection of what's on the inside, you know? So he talks about, like, um... Or, well, that's what happens when eating becomes emotionally charged, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Versus... Versus, like... 
um, from a place I mean, of... I mean, part of what he's talking about, Yeah, right? like, what yeah. he's talking about. Well, he, he says how um, escapism, distraction from life, is also oh, often gosh. at the root of yeah. overeating at meals, right? Yeah. To put an end to chronic overeating and snacking, again, it is not enough to apply willpower or self-discipline. The snacking served a need for distraction or solace perhaps and if this need continues to go unmet the snacking will resume or be replaced by another even more harmful addiction and um so imagine binging on snacks while watching netflix yeah. that is the ultimate escape is the, exactly <laughs> and oh god i can't ha- count how many times i've done that yeah, me too me too and oh, he also talks a lot about how like how to practice like good eating habits or just being present when you eat being present being present when you eat and like how that is the idea and the importance of that is should be extended to every part of your life being present when you're with friends or be present during your job and making sure that it's something that you actually like doing and you know during the mornings and before you go to bed and like not mindlessly scrolling on tiktok for hours as we all do um but he does say also that overeating is an indication that there might be something wrong with your life, not that there is something intrinsically wrong with you. Almost everything I have said so far about food cravings could also be said about drugs. Addicts know that willpower alone is powerless to stop their habit. We can thus interpret food cravings as an expression of addiction. Actually, anything that distracts or entertains is potentially Mm -hmm. addictive. The Mm -hmm. addiction is not purely a psychological addiction. Physiological mechanisms for addiction are known for many food additives, addictive foods including sugar, spices, vinegar, MSG, and caffeine. Um, And so far, a heavy meal and a prolonged physiological fed state is as associated with relaxation and deadening of mental activity. Overeating may also be considered physically addictive in its own right. So yeah. I think we're all a little overstuffed with food and sugar. Yeah, you know that's why. Like, just like media in general, right? Oh well, yeah, but you know, just a little tangent. Mm-hmm. That's why I like the idea of intermittent fasting. Like, right. I really do not think I need all the food that I eat. Yeah, same. And like, yeah, having that um, that schedule to go off of, mm-hmm. I think is you know nice and kind of puts me back in check because so much of the things we do are made mindless, right? Yeah. So yeah, eating dinner, you know, if you're eating dinner alone, you just use your phone and like, yeah, you're like, you're looking at your phone, you're scrolling through social media, you're putting the pasta in your mouth, you don't get full. You're not (laughs) eating your food, you're eating the thing that you're watching or the thing that you're listening to or whatever else you're doing. Yeah, that's just like, yeah, complete lack of presence Mm -hmm. too, right? Yeah. But he's basically saying that in order to solve this issue, it begins with what? With inner presence, yeah, looking within, like healing the soul first before you can even think about like, touching the body because you can try to do a diet you can try to work out every day and if it doesn't come from a good place if it comes from a place where like you need to lose weight or you need to look a certain way or etc it's going to be temporary it's a thing of the ego you know and i feel like this can kind of be paralleled with like law of attraction in the sense Mm -hmm. that you know you want to dive back into the the belief system right you really Mm want to get down to the roots and then he's comparing food and, you know, our whole bodies, mm-hmm. sorry, our whole mental wellness, right? Yeah. So, yeah, you're really getting down into the roots and, like, yeah. understanding, you know, your own beliefs about yeah. yourself and your whole life in general. Oh, and to the people who are listening and maybe don't know what the law of attraction is, it's kind of like a spiritual, like, way of thinking, philosophy, where it's, 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 it's actually described as, like, a law of the world. Like, it's just like how, like, there are physical laws of gravity. This is another law where it's basically saying, like, if you like think something, your thoughts are energy and it vibrates at a certain frequency and mm-hmm. it will thus like attract 
other like energy like en- energy so in the form of other thoughts so maybe if like maybe you know the experience of thinking really bad thoughts and then you get into this hole of just thinking really really bad thoughts because those thoughts are attracting more bad thoughts or attracting bad people or attracting bad opportunities versus if you think really good thoughts and you are a high vibe high vibration and you're doing something that like you feel really fulfilled in then you'll attract people who are also kind of like on the same wave wavelength no, hence yeah. the the term or like opportunities jobs etc no i think yeah. that point is just really interesting because when i came to usc um i feel like the friends i made there they're all so different like they mm-hmm. really are different mm-hmm. people yeah right but i i see that the way that i relate with them and i think that relates to mm-hmm. the whole like frequency thing with yeah, yeah, yeah. Attraction. it just i don't know it makes sense yeah and i feel like we were gonna do another podcast about this about like like yeah. how like there are certain people in different chapters of our lives that kind of like come in and out not for like good or bad reasons but just because they kind of vibrate at the same frequency of what in that we're, moment yeah in that yeah. moment and maybe like, when it's less compatible you mm-hmm. know like then like people it's kind of like us too like i feel like oh, we've yeah, yeah. been together when we were young and then we drifted and now we're back to being aligned and and no yeah because like when we kind of linked up again yeah. it was crazy yeah. how passionate we were about the same topics and mm-hmm. just yeah how similar the world works we in mysterious ways. <laughs> no yeah it's it's cool it is cool yeah i yeah. agree and i don't know this whole wellness thing i think it's yeah it definitely ties in a lot of stuff but like, mm-hmm. in terms of, like, the way that corporations market it. Yeah. Can you talk about that? Yeah. I mean, I feel like... Actually, I want to cite this uh, quote from this uh, Medium article. Um, Alexandra Pido, Pido, she has this, uh, you know, her own definition of wellness. And she says, wellness is the ultimate state of wholeness that can be achieved by a human being. It is the physical, mental, spiritual, and practical utopia of the human experience. Mm-hmm. And I think this quote... Yeah, it wraps wellness in a very interesting way because I think there is a huge aspirational part to wellness and, Mm -hmm. you know, a a lot of idealization around it, right? Because Mm -hmm. you're kind of imagining how you are at your peak, right? right? Like when you oil the machine well. Yeah, exactly. So I think a lot of companies will, you know... Will sell you this image, right? Yeah, they sell you that idea, that feeling. And yeah, it's um, effective, I must it say. It is effective. Um, wait, wait, well, what are the companies that you have listed that kind of are like uh, wellness, yeah. quote unquote, wellness companies? Yeah, the current wellness sphere is just filled with, you know, such a um, diverse range of brands. So like, yeah. for example, Goop, which was started by Gwyneth Paltrow, mm-hmm. you know, you can buy beauty, pro- like natural beauty products, yeah. supplements, you can Kind of controversial, right? It is, yeah. Um, but, you know, there are also brands like Outdoor Voices, mm-hmm. which is basically an athletic apparel brand that, you know, has this whole mission of embracing uh, diverse body types. And it just kind of has like a new wave mindset to it. Right. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's why it's lumped into wellness. Like mm-hmm. it's just very it's an area that's not clearly defined. Yeah. And I think that's why it confuses a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it like it I don't know there's like this idea that you need to spend a lot of money or like yeah. you have to look to external things to provide you with wellness like, whether it's no, yeah. in like a supplement like yeah, moon, companies moon are taking, taking advantage, advantage of, of this, this for sure so yeah. yeah moon juice is just another supplement powder superfood brand yeah that oh it's just so luxurious yeah. and and that's like the culture that they're like I feel like like the LA culture is like very stereotypically you have to pay eight dollars for this oat milk latte or this green juice to feel like you are healthy or whatever. But in reality, mm-hmm. like for generations and gener like my parents don't like they eat rice and meat, you know? Mm-hmm. Like it's and my dad is like already like what, eighty one years old and he's still fine. Like mm-hmm. it's not 
about those external like I guess the point of this is just saying to say that like it's not about these external things these supplements and vitamin mm-hmm. C oil it's a lot more know. basic yeah than it's you know go- you expect yeah exactly but it's your own definition again so that's yeah. where you need to do the work right mm-hmm. and that's where like introspection journaling self-reflection and vulnerability with yourself it, becomes like really really important yeah. right but, and they don't teach this in schools i know but some companies are now like kind oh, of like like pushing towards yeah. that idea of like a wellness or yeah promoting wellness in their you know yeah, work culture right yeah and it's kind of, it's so funny because i feel like like you know like google spaces they have like nap pods and they have like i don't know they basically want you to feel as comfortable as possible in their in their environment but that's just like their way of trying to make you more efficient as a worker or like I don't know, want to stay there. And then, like, Salesforce, they have, um, they have, like, this whole, like, theme of, like, being a trailblazer, and they have all their decorations be, like, grass Mm -hmm. carpets and, like, trees inside, like, fake trees inside, and, like, the idea of, like, being outdoors, and, like, I don't know, just, Mm -hmm. it's just, like, this, it's, it's, like, an HR move, honestly, to, to have, to be more competitive in the recruiting market for workers, and to keep workers, because, that's how you have a competitive edge nowadays you know and like they're obviously pushing for wellness more they're like they give like a hundred dollars a month to every employee to spend on whatever they they need to be well like therapy or like i don't know swim classes that's really cool though yeah like do you know any other companies that are doing that i i don't know i'm sure not to this extent like i don't know this sounds so it's so yeah it is luxurious and i think that's why like they have like a butt to but ton of money mm-hmm. so they can and they can afford to invest in like this kind of you know i don't know lifestyle but in general like i think that the education on wellness is still really probably lacking more important, yeah it's probably right? more yeah. important it's like it's less about just throwing money at at you guys and just like be like oh do therapy and then you end up like like so not yeah liking it their definition of wellness is the same thing as la right i guess throwing so you with meditation and like classes yeah but because it's smoothies. like a point it's like an extra yeah. it's like an image they want to show to the world that like oh we're this progressive company which is great you know yeah. it's still like at least it's it's doing something yeah, exactly. but it's not hitting it to the core you yes know? yes agreed. i feel like we need more education on like what real wellness is when like in the form of like these kinds of books yeah like yoga of eating but I, I feel like even as a kid, like, we, d- we don't talk about mental health the same mm-hmm. way that we probably should. Right. You know, have, like, when's the last time, like, when's the first time you feel like you've been exposed to something about mental health or, like, the idea oh, of, like, focusing on yourself? You do? I remember, yes. It was high school, sophomore year, somebody made a mental health club, and it was, like, the trendiest thing out there. Really? So that's how it started. Wow, but that's not changed. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. And probably Tumblr, I think. Oh, Tumblr. Yeah, no, I think... A lot of kids were depressed, maybe. And, you know, they would just really bluntly and honestly talk Mm -hmm. about their depression, which is fine. But I think that was my first exposure to it. Because I don't think I... No, I I, I didn't deal with it directly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think I even, like, personally, like, reflected about my mental health until it got really bad in, like, freshman year of college. Mm -hmm. I think the last time before that was probably, like... Like, I know middle school people, like, girls, like, cut themselves about, yeah. like, if there's a lot of, like, eating disorders or just, like, the stigma about, like, being skinny or being well-liked, etc. Like, basically all the things that we yeah. talked about. That Honestly, being a kid is just so confusing. It's so confusing. Like, you don't want to go to the school counselor and talk to them about yeah. it. First of all, they usually suck. Yeah, they do. Second of all, like, that's not the person you want to talk yeah. to, right? You want to talk to somebody who understands you and mm-hmm. some kids don't have friends, you know? Yeah. So... 
I don't oh. know. Like, the, I feel like this is something that's so underrated, and I feel like it should be incorporated in our education system as, like, a fundamental thing of just, like, living a good life. It's not all about, like, your grades. So many and things should be so many changed things. about the education why did, system. Why was it the first time I know how to do taxes was because I had to do it this year. That should, like, that's literally something you have to, every freaking adult needs to do who I wants know. to work and and like personal finance, finance too so right i think so many people are in debt because they don't understand like how to handle yes. their money right and another day goes by and i have not used the pythagorean theorem oh there you go yep yeah i just i don't know i i think when i have kids <laughs> hopefully <laughs> you know i'll drop little inklings here and there right. and you know hopefully they can pick it up themselves and yeah. form this you know, I mean, it comes, with, it, it comes with, like, um, experience. Like, I feel like we discovered yeah. it by ourselves. We couldn't really be, like, taught, like, physically just, like, in a classroom. It's, like, it's like life mm-hmm. experience and reflection. But I think to have the foundation and at least be told that, hey, journaling and self-reflection is a really, really important part of, like, I don't know, coming of age, of mm-hmm. discovering yourself and, your like, finding your identity. Like, I didn't start journaling until, like, summer before freshman year mm. and even then i feel like that was so late people think journaling is this this like we're conditioned by the freaking american education system yet again to think that it has to be perfect and like everything All we write exactly or bullet journaling yeah when re- yeah. in reality i feel like if anybody picked up my journal and read it they would have no idea what i'm saying because it's just word vomit no yeah and that's the most beautiful part of it yeah like, i love journaling so much and like i think I started it at a younger age for sure, but it's really nice to be able to, like, I still have my old notebooks. Yeah, I can look through and, like, you know, just understand how I was in, like, middle school. Yeah, it's like a time weird. capsule. No, yeah, it's really fun. And, mm-hmm. you know, just hide your journal under your mattress or something, yeah. right? Like, Put a lock on that shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, like, I remember in my pink kitty notebook, like... Wait, when did you start journaling? Well, I wrote this entry when I was still in elementary school, and then I think it was very off and on, but... My goal, one of my goals was to be 5'4". So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tell, that, tell that's all you want now, bitch. I'm 5'8 and a half, Okay. Probably, so 5'4". I know. <laughs> it's so random. And, you know, getting all A's and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, what a cute time. It's just interesting to look into your own mind and just, like, yeah, have kind of a log of, mm-hmm. you know, the way that you're mind your beliefs are evolving yeah it's it's fun yeah and then once you get in the flow of it you re- like you realize that if like people okay like i said people put too much pressure on themselves for journaling but once you get into a flow of it it's so fun it's so liberating it feels like it feels like you're having a conversation with yourselves with with yourself which i feel like we as a generation do not do enough and that's why we're so uncomfortable with vulnerability with other people because we can't even be vulnerable with ourselves mm-hmm. you know yeah a journal is like my bible yeah so you're saying no um we actually did a journal entry together Mm -hmm. which was about nourishing habits right yeah because going back to our first episode this was um january this was on january 1st i think yeah somewhere around that Mm -hmm. but yeah we were again we were just having a lot of discussions that made us happy Mm -hmm. inspired us right Mm but at least for me it's really hard to keep that momentum so i think we were building a list of kind of nourishing habits that would kind of continue to fuel these thoughts right mm-hmm. so i mean do you think you have any nourishing habits to you know that you maintain that kind of help I maintain you? um oh there's this really good one by abraham hicks so abraham hicks is like a spiritual like thought leader kind of you can look her mm-hmm. up and you can see kind of her lectures and the way that her like 
she basically talks a lot about law of attraction and all of the spirituality stuff but he ha she has this thing where you can probably look up look this up on youtube too it's like the f do this for 13 seconds or something every yeah, morning or 14 seconds every morning seconds? 17 seconds sure mm -hmm. and it's basically like you wake up every morning and you your mind your mind and your thoughts are stopped from your like night of sleep and that's the only time your mind kind of has a chance to rest completely and you wake up and you're still kind of in this in-between state and in Wait, order sorry this is when you first wake up mm -hmm. okay when you first wake up half asleep so like, <laughs> like when you first wake up and you're kind of like gaining consciousness yeah okay, and it's kind of like you're still in the dream state oh, you're not you're not thinking about yeah. anything during your day you're not thinking about like what you're gonna have for breakfast or what you're gonna wear or your commute etc you're just kind of in the state of like ah you know like mm -hmm. just kind of like yeah momentary bliss yeah and you want to sustain that for as long as possible so mm -hmm. you want to like basically sustain this level of high frequency of like minimal thought mm -hmm. and this is basically pointing to all the people who immediately check their emails and they become stressed and then blah, 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 and, then and, <laughs> and their entire day is ruined so it's just trying to gain momentum in the in terms of like positive energy yeah, and yeah. just tackle your tackle your like tasks one by one so it's not so overwhelming it doesn't totally ruin the mood of your day it's like you don't want to wake up on the wrong side of the bed and then your entire day is shit that's mm -hmm. that's like a point but yeah that's been a habit that i've been trying to be more mindful about Wait, sorry, what are you doing the second? <laughs> it's like, it's like strokes with 17 seconds or something, yeah. whatever. And then you try to make it as long as possible. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. You try yeah, to like yeah. ease yourself into the day instead of just automatically like being like, fuck, oh, like thinking gosh. about everything or like have your thoughts consume you. That just reminds me of how chaotic it is at school when I wake up at like, actually, I give a lot of time to myself to like get ready and stuff mm -hmm. but it's so hectic still, you know, yeah. like, I have to get up, check my emails. Because it sets the tone for the rest of the day, I, I, you know? know. Oh. Gosh. I guess it's kind of like equivalent, not equivalent, but like kind of like similar to like making your bed every day. But I think this is a little bit more intentional. Yeah, I think it's. I mean, it. Uh, I I think making your bed is more subconscious, right? And then sure, yeah. I, well, I mean, it's like an external thing versus like something you have to think or like be self aware about. Yeah, like dude. I'll, honestly, I don't know how I would do that in the morning. Like, maybe I just try it. Yeah, maybe I should. I think like it's easier than you think, but you just have to be aware. Yeah, you know that's the hardest part is just being aware that this is something that you want to do, mm -hmm. right? Or like remind being reminded. And honestly, it's not too late. Like, no one should be discouraged yeah. to incorporate these practices because honestly, life is long. Okay? Life is long. <laughs> and, yeah, facts. And also, like, I think it's really exciting to think about the idea of the habits that we have in our daily lives yeah. and how those compound, right? So, like, mm -hmm. for example, me spending, what, two hours on social media every day, mm -hmm. just imagine me doing that every day and kind of the person I would become if I yeah. continued that habit, right? Versus some being somebody who journaled, like, every two days mm -hmm. and kind of what I would develop or how I would yeah. develop because of that, uh -huh. you know? So, yeah, the idea of nourishing habits is yeah. very exciting. And I think a good place to start if you really want to kind of edge towards taking more ownership in your life, mm -hmm. so... Yeah. yeah, I agree. And I guess that kind of goes back to the law of attraction in general. Like, information diet is really important, too. We don't, like, emphasize this enough, but that, like, mm -hmm. the, the kind of things that you expose yourself to, like, even reading the news, if you were, like, the type of person that reads the news every single morning and that's the first thing you do when you wake up, the last thing you do when you go to bed, that's going to stick with you. If you um, consume yourself with TikTok or Instagram or Facebook versus like I don't know reading articles like mm -hmm. every single piece of information you have that's that turns into a thought and it lingers in your head and that's going to be the world that you create for yourself your thoughts are what 
create your reality, right? Yeah. So, I mean, just be... I, just, I think it just all ter- goes back to being mindful and, like, being really yes. introspective, right? And to add another personal goal, I feel like talking negatively or just being too critical of myself mm-hmm. is something that I've been aware of for years, yeah. maybe a decade now, but I just <laughs> have a really difficult time fixing. Right. So on this list, we wrote... wrote um, you know, review your daily affirmations, yes, right? Yes, daily and affirmations. I think so you have important. a good experience with changing the way you talk to yourself, oh, right? Oh, yes, yes. The thought narrative that you have about yourself. I, I feel like everybody subconsciously does this, but self-deprecating jokes, that is so in the past, like, yeah. leave that in the 90s. Like, that's not in the that's not in this century i mean is the office like that isn't that the type of humor yeah but that's the thing like i feel like it's so like popularized in media and like overrated (laughs) honestly yeah so overrated like oh i'm so stupid oh like i'm so ugly and so fat whatever like this is the narrative that you have in your mind this is the kind of like thought this is the kind of like frequency that your thoughts are having and you're whether you know it or not you are manifesting all the things that you're gonna you're saying about yourself and that's not that's not what we're trying to do. We're trying to live our best lives. So just being aware of the way that you speak to yourself, the way you, like, you're, you're, like, literally, like, the thoughts that are in your mind as you live your day-to-day life, it's, like, your narrator of your life. And watch the thinker, right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 So that's, like, letting your thoughts pass by, right? Mm -hmm. Or actually just acknowledging that they're there. Yeah, and observing. Yeah. Yeah, and not even thinking too critically about it, Mm -hmm. but just understanding that, oh, this is what goes through my head. Yeah. It's hard to do that. I can't even meditate. I really can't. It's hard. Yeah, (laughs) it is hard, but it's like, I think it's worth it to get started. And I think, like, maybe we should recommend some books. Mm. I think that my first encounter with the whole, because I want to say wellness, but like, this is mainly spirituality, and then wellness kind of came as an afterthought, was like Eckhart Tolle. Mm -hmm. Well, actually first with That's my only recommendation. Well, Umi. Oh, oh, sorry. Well, okay. I mean, I mean, yeah. that's that's how I got into it. Mm. Um, Umi, she had like these like full moon episodes on her YouTube, and then there was Eckhart Tolle. Mm-hmm. So like, what? And power so of, the power of power now. of now. Yeah, I think he just talks about the basics of presence, right, and mm-hmm. how valuable it is to be wrapped in the current moment. And honestly, why would you want to be, you know, Anyone living else? in the past or the future? You know, mm-hmm. which I shouldn't talk because. Uh, do that we were all time. working on it. <laughs> yeah, yes, we are. Yeah, so Eckhart Tolle, um, Power of Now, A New Earth. Um, I, I list, Oh, I also had, like, What the Universe Has Your Back by Gabrielle Bernstein. I'm not sure how to say her last name. And then, mm-hmm. of course, Yoga of Eating, um, The Secret by Rhonda Burr... Burr... Burns? B-H-Y-R-N-E-S. That's how I... Sure, yeah. Okay, I don't know how I'm just imagining it in my head but yeah overall i think there's not that much education about wellness right yeah so yeah unless books you is seek a good it place. out yeah yeah books is a good place to go youtube doesn't even have that much on it That's which true. is surprising i think tiktok is kind of like an emerging platform right. for it's becoming more education. like democratized yeah yeah like it tiktok's just cool in general and mm-hmm. i think the algorithm is just so talented okay <laughs> like it's uh, i find really specific videos tiktoks that are just so like relevant what? to me um, law of attraction. <laughs> no no like just really niche things yeah but that's like law of attraction like like yeah i don't get any like... of those but do you no i'm saying that you're getting oh, <laughs> right, 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 i'm right, saying right. that you're getting these things because of the law of attraction oh true that or just it's the or just the algorithm. algorithm yeah but yeah i mean yeah we covered a lot right we covered a lot yeah i mean we started off with like how people, how the public usually interpret mm-hmm. wellness, right? And how it can be confused with so many other practices mm-hmm. that kind of distract from the core concept, which is, you know, 
So oiling your own machine. Oiling your own machine. So you know, taking that journey to understand yourself a little bit better, and then kind of balance out all of these yeah. dimensions in your life that you know raise your quality of life. Absolutely. So uh, journaling is going to journaling is a big one, and we're going to title this something that I guess like you as a listener could use as inspiration for a journal yes. entry. I it's guess it's like, maybe. it's a prompt. Cause that's how we do our co journals. Like, yeah. what, like when, when, when we say that we journal together, it's, it sounds weird because we like journaling is like an individual activity, but usually it's like, we talk about something really in depth, kind of like this. And then maybe we'll reflect about it or yeah. do some sort of activity. No, It's kind of funny how we actually share it with each other. Cause that's something I would have never done before, mm-hmm. you know? It's but vulnerable, like, yeah. No, yeah, it's very hard to it's do that, so I'm so surprised that we <laughs> yeah. actually share it with each other, but yeah, this is a, you know, a private experience, so have fun, don't put too much pressure yeah. on yourself, you know? It's not a Because it's not that. I think that's why I journal, because I don't put pressure on myself. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. It looks like chicken scratch. It's, yeah, you know? literally. Yeah. It should be a safe space. Exactly. Yes. But yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed this. Yeah. For anybody who is still here with us. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Yes, because we get we get what? We get nothing from this other than pure joy. You know, next episode you're going to get a little ad, okay? And ad? you know, yeah. Maybe we'll do one to this one. <laughs> oh. Who knows? Okay. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> All right. Well. Okay. Thank you for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. And see you on the next, next episode of Coconut Yogurt.